What's going on, crew heads? It is Crewcast. Jason here with you. And Chris. All right, Chris. So, finally getting the first episode out here. I've had people hit me up on Instagram and the Facebook. Where's the first episode? Well, now it's time to do it because Motley Crew fucking touring again. <laughs> That's crazy. I couldn't... I, did, I didn't believe it, honestly. I thought it was a joke headline, to be honest, when I saw it. I'm like, me too. are you kidding me? They're gonna they're touring with Poison and Def Leppard in 2020 after their final tour, or right. farewell. What did they call it? What was it? The, the, the final... The, yeah, something. The final tour. The, <laughs> the last run. note played. Yeah. Whatever. Which, uh, we're kind of <laughs> on differing things, I because I remember when we first saw it and we're talking about it, I was like... No, there's got to be a good loophole in there. And we were thinking, like, maybe they're going to do a New Year's Eve show. Maybe sure. they're going to do, like, a one-off big festival. Right. But, like, to announce a full-on tour with supporting acts in five, in five less than five years, I think, from when they did this farewell tour. Yeah, it was New Year's Eve of... 2015? 2014, 2015, yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because uh, before we started recording, you were talking about a lot of people that went, got a limo, went out to yeah. dinner, and a bit. that was us. We did the whole thing, and like for me, making when you go and see a band on their farewell tour, you're expecting it to be just that, that you're like, okay, this is going to be the thing, let's go all out, let's get a t-shirt, let's do the do it right, you know? And for, for them to kind of know and advertise that fest, or that tour as such, Sign a contract to where the only loophole is if all four of them agree to void it, you know, which they did, obviously, and that's what where we are at today. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, they made this whole deal like, oh, no, this is it. We're signing this contract. They really sold it to us that this was going to be the final tour. And to come back less than five years later and, and tour again across the United States, it's not like they're just playing one East Coast show, one West Coast show, and that's it. It's like a full-on tour. Sure. It's kind of, yeah, I took it as kind of a middle finger to the fans. Like, hey, you know, we, I know you guys spent all this money and stuff, but we just can't get enough of the road or we need some extra cash or whatever the deal is. You know, as much as these guys, you know, I know they're not necessarily hurting for money. You don't have medical insurance as a rock and roller. These no. guys don't have that kind of stuff that you would get at a regular job. So... I don't know. Maybe they're getting into those twilight years. They got kids and grandkids to take care of. They need this last extra big push. They tried the movie deal, and maybe that wasn't enough. I don't know. This is all just kind of my speculation, but I don't know. Well, let me look at it from the other side. You got really good in there. Um, But uh, I see it as there has been such a huge freaking resurgence with, of course, the movie, which was was fun. It was fun. I think it was what what it should be. Uh, sure. def- definitely a new kind of string of people coming to the crew uh, because they're the mystique and everything that they were. Uh, I love the promo video, which uh, you guys can check out uh, Crewcast on Instagram and Facebook. It's been posted up there of where it's the guy that played Nikki Six in the movie and he's doing the voiceover and they blow up this room and kickstart my heart's going off and it's the contract is blowing up and oh, so yeah, it kind of sure. goes that cool crew mystique and, and in, a, in a way it's still Motley Crew giving the middle finger even to themselves uh, in a way and I read a quote of Nikki Six talking about wow I'm seeing all these bands maybe we did call it uh, quits too soon um, 
you know, I always wondered if it was something with Mick Mars' health that he was like, guys, I can't really do this anymore. I just want to work more on studio stuff. Yeah, sure. But, you know, he's on board. Uh, as as you know, that is my favorite member of Motley Crue, and um, he was just the coolest guy when I met him, spoke to him, done interviews. And so I'm really looking forward to that potential of seeing it again. I like the lineup. I'm a fan of all those bands. Um, so it, it's a good thing, but you brought up a funny uh, quote from Nikki Six about if they ever toured again, egg on his face. Yeah, he said something like, you know, we'd have a bunch of egg on our face if we ever decided to do this again. And we were saying it would be great for him to do a press conference where he literally walks out there and smashes an egg on his face and says, now that we got that out of the way, <laughs> right. you know, let's get down to business or something. Because, yeah, it's like he knows that he's that he's full of shit in a lot of ways with that. <laughs> when he when he said all that stuff back right. then about this is it and, oh, I'm the last one that's going to want to do this and blah, blah, blah. And then here we are, you know, where everybody's on board. And it seems like something that this big had to have been in the works for a little while. I don't think this was like some spur of the moment thing that they thought of last year, to no. be honest. I think this was like maybe what you're saying, the whole Netflix thing could have been a grand fucking plan of releasing this Netflix film. Let's get a whole new bunch of people that want to see the band, a whole new demographic, and then, hey, surprise, surprise, we're touring again. Yeah, if there's enough of a demand to do it, I, I really don't think it's anything of a financial situation, although I'm sure they'll be compensated handsomely. Um, which, hey, power to it, but also those big rock shows are, are kind of missing or dwindling, so I think it's cool. I mean, I have no issue. I'm a Kiss fan, too, and when it was the... I saw him on the, the Farewell Tour, and of course, my argument in the in that is the original members of Kiss did go away. It is not the original members now. Sure. Uh, this one, a totally different setting. So I don't know. For me, Chris, uh, Motley Crue getting back out there, I'm a I'm a two horns up guy. Yeah, I hear you. I don't know. I think I'm going to miss this one, to be honest. Uh, I have such a good memory of their final tour we did when we saw fun. them uh, that I don't want to ruin it with this. You know, I think it, it would be me personally. I've seen Vince Neil's solo stuff the past couple years. And those vocals have been steadily declining downhill in terms of quality. And five years ago, Vince Neil, compared to five years later, Vince Neil, sure. that has not been working out. He has not been d taking care of himself from what I can tell. It seems right. like he's kind of, I don't know. Uh, when I saw those solo shows of him in Vegas and stuff, it looked a little rough. Sure. It looked a little heavier. Sure. And so for them to, you know, with, with uh, some of the other bands like Axl Rose with Guns N' Roses, that dude really kicked it in gear. He yes. lost a ton of fucking weight. He owned that stage when I saw Guns N' Roses. They were seriously impressive. Like, I couldn't believe they were wearing me out. I was like two and a half hours into the show, like, fuck, I want to leave. And <laughs> right. Slash is still up there <laughs> right. soloing, and right. you got Axel running around still, and I'm like, man, tip of the hat to you guys for doing that, because that's impressive. And I just hope that they can really match the level that they went out on on this last tour, because they were really at a, a great spot and I think when they chose to go out on top as they put it was a smart kind of decision to me at that time like yeah you guys yeah. still put on a fucking kick-ass show you could still hit the notes you can still play you could still do the solos and five years later I don't know so much you know with Mick Mars health with uh, Vince Neil in this situation um, but that's all speculation we don't know this yeah. is just you know the, the fans kind of speculating right now, right? Yeah, we're just two fans of opposing opinions, which is a good thing. Yeah, so. it's, it's good to, to look at it both ways. But either way, 
I still am glad that they're alive. They're touring. Uh, they're doing stuff. I hope maybe they put out some a new tune or two to coincide with this yeah. to show that they're in the studio on good terms with each other, collaborating creatively. I think that would really sell this tour as a, a better thing than just like playing the same set list that they played last sure. time. You know. Yeah, I would I would definitely, and that's kind of the thing for me that I've been fortunate to see Motley Crue so many times. I saw such a variety of set lists uh, yeah. that they played songs, different stage shows. Do you think they would mix members. it up on I, this tour? Do you, you know, compared to the last Farewell Tour sure. uh, and the set lists and the songs they played, I mean, they got to play the majority of those, but do you think right. that they would maybe throw out some maybe some deeper cuts or something or do you think they're going to stick strictly to the hits on this i think you could i mean there's certain stuff obviously you got to play dr feel good sure gotta my play heart. The shout out to devil looks that kill uh you know girls 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 wild side uh you know too young to fall in love uh or you know too fast home for sweet love. home home sweet home those are kind of good staples that i think you have to play for sure but you can throw other stuff in i remember having seen them twice and sometimes red hot was in a set list sometimes it wasn't that's songs badass live uh so they have enough songs they that do they could do it they do they, you know uh, anarchy in the uk had been left off i would like to see that back in there their cover of that is badass uh primal screams is staple for me but there was tours i saw them where they didn't play it sure uh so there is so many songs in there that they could do they could do a couple of the new tracks that were really good yeah you know the dirt and so on and so forth so i think they could deep dive if they really wanted to the thing is is that whatever they're they're such a production show that whatever you get though let's say you see them on a on a friday and you plan to go see them a month later you're gonna see the same set list much sure. like with kiss because sure. it's it's set up and if you yeah, really want to dive they into gotta the do it that way it all, well they yeah. gotta do it that way yeah. they, you know i totally understand that part do you think that they would have special guests on this time Ooh. around because the, for the final tour last Ooh. time they didn't they had alice cooper open which was amazing yeah uh, i don't see them I mean, see, and that that lineup for me, like seeing Alice yeah. Cooper opening up for Motley Crue on their final tour, that was, it, it doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, because we were front row. Yeah, well, second row. I was, you were front row. I was second row. Right. But it was, it was killer being able to see that caliber of artists from that era yes. still rocking and kicking ass up there on that stage. And, and I, you know, Poison and Def Leppard, definitely Def Leppard, I think, is probably the more heavyweight um, touring act of those two, Poison Absolutely. and Def Leppard, they still got the chops. They still got the. I mean, he looks fucking great. That uh, the frontman guy, yeah. he's Charlie, like fucking yeah. rocked out, yeah. cut yeah. every. You know, I mean, yeah. he's in great shape, great voice. So, I mean, that's a pretty smart, um, you know, booking there. I say with having a an artist like Def Leppard that is badass, has their own di dedicated diehard fans as well. Uh, for a cool kind of co-bill there. Yeah, well, and the thing with uh, Poison is, yeah, okay, I get it. It's not... Um, the songwriting, it's fun. They're a fun band. Sure, and, yeah, and, it's and, a fun kind of, you know, exactly. Yeah, they get up there, they put on a fun show. I mean, I, I, I'm a Poison fan. I've enjoyed them, gone and seen them many, many cool tours uh, over the years with bands like Cinderella and Skid Row and all that. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it, and it makes sense from the outside. If you look at it for the casual fan, it's kind of like, oh, Poison, Def Leppard, and Motley Crue. That's right, a pretty that's cool like lineup. the 80s rock yeah. lineup there. Because I would love to see, it. for me, it'd be awesome if they had like a 
fourth act as something like a Dirty Honey or a one of these band. newer bands that's really up and coming, which Motley Crue was always really great about that over the years, yeah. bringing people out there on the right. road with them. Um, or even something else from that vein. I don't know. Let's. Uh, I know that they tend to be a heavier, but I did see Motley tour with Megadeth and Anthrax. So yeah. Maybe something like that, an additional fourth act. So I don't know. I'm not the one that puts those money type things together. It's a we're good kinda, bill. We're kind of dream booking here, you know, <laughs> no, a little bit. No, but it's a good bill. It's solid. Yeah. I, I, I think that uh, the fans are definitely going to get a good show out of it. I, I don't I don't deny that. It's just the, the, the proximity of so close to less than five years ago and having such a good, awesome memory of that show that, I don't know, I think there may be other fans, too, that are kind of feeling the same way. Do I really want to go all out again, right. put that money down, and do all that for another farewell tour to replace the memory I have right. of the last farewell tour? Is it going to be a better memory? I get, yeah, well, and that's the thing, too, that that better memory. That's I, I don't know how many of those shows where it's uh, kind of some shows have clouded the good ones yeah, or something? that's what I, I mean. mean I Sometimes was... you'll see a subpar show or a, a show later in their career where you're like, man, that show that I saw, like, for example, for me, the Eagles. I saw yes. the Eagles at in Angels Camp uh, at this really cool outdoor festival, and it was in 2006. It was the Hotel California tour, and it was when they were all still alive. Glenn, right. Glenn was still there in the band, you know? And now the Eagles that are touring don't have that. They right. don't have Glenn there. And so if I saw them now, it would just totally ruin that memory I have of seeing the original Eagles at that special place, you know, with our family. We did camping. It was like this whole thing. My uncle was there. Uh, and so, yeah, I think there's certain things that, you know, we have a great memory of the Motley Crue show we went to. And I just don't know if it would match that. Maybe that's just me and my nostalgia you know, getting in the way of uh, right. seeing an artist, you know, and uh, now and while you still can, you know, and I get that. Right. But yeah, also, do I want to replace it? I don't think they could top it, man. I and, really don't. And I think that's okay. And I'll take some blame for that because I remember torturing you. Like, we're getting good <laughs> seats and you are going, man. And we're getting a limo. And yeah, you weren't, uh, you and the missus weren't married yet. And no, that's so right. Yeah. It was like, come on, this is going to be your future wife. You've got to go to the crew. And you're like, all right, I'll go. And then you're like, yeah, you're right. So I, I totally get that. <laughs> I, I've got a lot of really great memories too from that. Uh, but you're more of a diehard fan where yes. you're going to see him regardless, right? I am. That's kind of the I deal, am. right? I, I mean, there's a lot of fans out there that are like that, too. I am. And they know that. I am a huge Motley Crue diehard fan. If uh, Depending on how many shows in the area, this could end up being 16 and 17 shows. It, I yeah, know total? A, I know, yeah, I know there's a lot more people that have seen them a lot. but <laughs> no, if that's you, a good number, man. But if you put it in context, I didn't start seeing them until the late 90s, so right. I went to a lot <laughs> of Motley <laughs> Crue shows. <laughs> yeah, because it was like, Mom, take me to see the crew. I'm not taking you to those shows all right so. now where do you think they haven't announced any dates or anything do you think that they're going to play the same kind of deal or do you think they're going to stick to just major cities do you think they're going to do places like in our area like fresno or san jose or do you think it's going to be la sacramento and that's it do you think it's going to be big cities or what i wonder what this if they're going to do what guns and roses has done def leppard has done it by themselves with other supporting acts if they're going to play the baseball and football venues oh outdoor. yeah like the stadiums huh the stadiums i wonder think... if you can if they can do it right at the right ticketing price to really gauge the market if they can go out and do that and so it ends up much how metallica would uh set it up for you know 10 of these shows like that across the country and hey cool i can um, see that you know especially I, if the ticket price is right if they do a cheap 
tickets sure. and not try to gouge everybody on this. I think that would also soften the blow sure. uh, for people like me that are kind of like, well, we we kind of went all out last time. If you could make these tickets a little bit cheaper uh, you know, and not really rake us over the coals with it, then I think it, people would be into it. Sure, sure. I know, you know, I do have to say, looking at social media, I am not seeing too many individuals angry. Right. Uh, a lot of excitement. I think there is definitely uh, youth to it. When I saw it, I was like, okay, my brother and I have tortured my nephews with the crew all their life. They're now 22. Uh, I would kind of like to go and do this with them. Sure. I would like to get out and take them and go and experience it. Uh, If my daughter was up for it, I know my son wouldn't be. He just doesn't like crowds. He's cool with the music, but he's like, "Ah, I'll watch it on TV. Sure. Uh, Whereas my daughter, she's like, Dad, I want to go with you. I'll, I would take her to this show. I would love for her to see the spectacle that is, much and that's, like uh, wanting to take them to Kiss or anybody yeah, else. To, yeah, it's, you know? I think it's great when, when bands like this can continue uh, into these uh, decades of uh, older generations and younger fans that are exposed to their music and yeah. can still tour and and show them that this is what a real rock and roll show is all about. Yeah, and you and I have been to a many a show where we've uh, sat next to a parent with their kid or even a grandparent with their child and their grandchild. Sure. And I think that... Heavy it, metal is one of those artists or is. genres where it happens like that. It happens all the time. Like when we saw Judas Priest, it was right. that way. You know, you see the old rocker dude that's obviously been there since the beginning that saw him when he was a teenager in the 70s. And then you have the younger kids that know who Judas Priest is uh, just from whatever, like either Beavis and Butthead in popular culture or just the fact that they're still one of the last original touring metal groups out there. And these kids that are starting to, you know, it's like when, you, when you're when you a young teenager and you're starting to find out about music and you start delving into all the old bands and, you know, the influences of certain bands yeah. and whatever, right? Like some new band could be like, yeah, we used to listen to Judas Priest and blah, blah, blah. And so 10-year-old you is like, oh, wow, Judas Priest, never heard of them. And so you check them out and you're like, wow, these guys are cool. Yeah. I'd love to go see them. And then it turns out that they're still around and they're touring. And that's a really cool way of bridging that generational gap. And I think it's awesome that Motley Crue is going to be able to do that. Again, yeah. You know? And then you find out, I know for me, a lot of it when I've gotten into certain bands over time, cause Motley Crue was, uh, and I was able to tell all the members of the band and interviewing them over the years, having worked in radio for almost 20 years, uh, you guys wore my introduction to metal music, right. my cousin, Nicole, Nikki, uh, at six years old, brought over Shout at the Devil on vinyl, which had just that black cover with a black satin pentagram. I opened it up. I saw these guys. It scared the fuck out of me. <laughs> she put it on, and then it's in the beginning plays, which we'll throw a snippet of there in it right now. And I mean, you hear that, Chris, you're just like, what is this? And then it goes into shout at the devil. And I hear these big, huge chords and that screaming voice, those big, huge drums. And still to this day, one of my favorite albums, I listen front to back. And, you know, it, it changed me at that point. It was such a, a thing. So, you know, if one of my kids is into it, I want to go. Oh, I yeah. Take Definitely, them. man. I'm cool with it. And it's still one of my top top 10 rock shows of all time that I ever saw was that Motley Crue yeah. and Alice Cooper show. And that's maybe why I have such high regard for it that I don't want to uh, chance 
tainting that memory because it was such a good show. And they really do put on it. If you guys have never seen them, this is your last last effing chance, and you better go check them out. Right. If you have any inclination towards heavy hard rock, obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you know. But you got to check them out. If you missed that last farewell tour, don't miss out on this one because they really do put on an, uh, an amazing rock show. Yeah. So we'll just have to wait and see what comes to fruition. But, uh, hey, guys, we thank you for listening again on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, just search for Crewcast. Also available now on uh, all the major platforms. Of course, you can go to the Anchor FM page, which is posted in the uh, description link for both of the social media websites. Uh, make sure you guys check out Chris's uh, podcast, The Garage Rock Show. Give him some information on that. Yeah, real quick, just uh, go to thegaragerockshow.com. We uh, do recaps every week of all the latest headlines in the rock world. Uh, we do some trivia and uh, fun stuff and just kind of get around and talk about stuff in depth like we do with uh, with this podcast as well. So check it out, thegaragerockshow.com. All right, Jason, your resident crew head saying crew heads are best, fuck the rest. Wow.